Welcome back, everybody. We're here for another great episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm Chai Spirits guy John. I'm joined by my co-host Parker. Woo! <laughs> uh, Rick Flair would be proud. Yeah, of my he would. Woo. You need to work on. This, I'm saying we need to let you lead lead him more often. Yeah, I don't have the uh, headphones I on, need, so I can't hear what you're hearing. <laughs> I, need, I need the woo. Uh, Hang on, let me let me get that. Woo! That so, was better. So much better. Yeah. So, oh my god. The Nature Boy would be happy with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Styling and profiling. We are joined by a few folks who are big mezcal fans today. Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Mezcal today? Yeah, that's right. Hell yeah. You know if I'm co-hosting, if I'm the lead on this, it's probably Mezcal. Mm -hmm. Today we're talking about La Luna, and we are joined by Daniel. Hey, everybody. And so with all the woos early, I feel like I just chopped down by Ric Flair at the beginning there. No, like, look, (laughs) I don't know if I can do a woo, but I'm, I'm super hyped up for this episode. Been looking forward to this one. Oh, absolutely. And a uh, more recent uh, Mezcal uh, convert, Andrea. Wee! <laughs> oh, my God. Andrea, uh, you came into Spirits with a, an Irish whiskey tasting certificate. And that's right. Here you are. Here I am, broadening my horizons to Mezcal. And as always, uh, last but certainly first, producer Jenny. <laughs> Hi, guys. Give By the up. way, my favorite thing was Parker's face when Andrea did her wee. <laughs> he was just like, oh, God, no. Wow, Wait, roll. actually, though, does Andrea know who Ric Flair is? Andrea. I, I was just thinking about all of the wonderful times I had appreciating <laughs> Ric Flair. I think my uh, my stepfather and I, who who's tragically deceased now, um, used to just exchange when I was like in high school, exchange <laughs> Ric Flair chops randomly in the house. Yeah. Yeah, as you do. That's one does. Yeah, when it's when it's the late '90s, and you know you're a teenager. (laughs) And uh, Andrea, who is Ric Flair? Go for it. I played the fifth. No, 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 no. Andrea, wait. Remember, Ric Flair was in that one thing that you liked so much. Andrea, what was that thing again that you liked so much? Wow. Um, the movie Bridesmaids. Yes, he had that role. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Also, when he was wrestling, you big fan of that. Oh my god! It's the hugest. Yeah. Oh By yeah. the way, we we do need to make sure we we acknowledge we do have a studio audience member. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We so do? our studio audience member, uh, Lauren. She's hey, Lauren. Yeah, you can probably hear her pretty well from over there. <laughs> Loud and clear. She's uh, hanging out with Doug. She's she's got her feet up. She's yeah. very comfortable right now. Being easy, yeah. Best seat in the house. Really, yeah. Seriously, yeah. we're all here on wood. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, some of us more than others. <laughs> And, and not participating, despite the fact that I participate in the Jen episode. Yeah, yeah. So I am mildly, yeah, too that's true. Highly disappointed that she's not here. Yeah, you got to be into all spirits, I guess. Now, yeah. yeah. Um, so I know that our studio audience is very excited about mezcal, even though she's not sipping it. But we have everybody on microphone very excited about it. La Luna is a brand that we haven't talked about before, have we? Uh, I don't believe so. No, right. but it's a brand I like. I've. Uh, the first time I tried it, I think it was four or five years ago. Now, what did you what do you know about them, Parker? Well, I got I don't know if you want to go through the, the sure. background I put on here, but uh, you know, they've been around for a while. They yeah. um Mezcal has really blown up in the last for in here in the United States at least. But as uh, I understand it, it's like overtaken uh bourbon or like what's the agave uh percentage of the market now? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it's I mean it's significant. Massive. Don't I? I don't have the chart to point to. Right? Yeah, get our economists on but, this. But what I know is, I, I, I saw some stat like year over year, whiskey sales are down like one or two percent, but tequila and mezcal sales are up like fifteen twenty. 
Wow. I mean, it's a it's a, yeah, tr- hashtag it's a trending spirit. I mean, it's big time. Yeah, he pushed his eyeglasses back as he was saying. I that. did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My green visor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all in. So, Bourbon's going down by the dip. Work, yeah. Work great for me with crypto. Dixon yeah. Ticonderoga number two pencil. <laughs> Actually a good pencil for the record. Oh, it's a great mm-hmm. pencil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I'm excited about with La Luna is that a lot of mezcals come from Huaca, right? And, um, and many others come from Puebla. This one comes from, is a Michoacan. Mi- Michoacan? I don't know. You tell Micho- me, John. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I like all the guesses. Good yeah. job, everybody. <laughs> I I've not visited because I'm uh, currently not flush with cash enough to go down to Mexico and visit it's, all of the. It's tucked states. away in a mountainous region. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. That's really what you're looking for. I actually do. So I don't know if you guys have like paid attention to this, but Lowlands versus Highlands when you're sipping for mezcals and tequilas, mm-hmm. like what do you like? I think that I typically like Lowlands. So this will be interesting. We'll see. Okay. Um, do you guys have any strong preferences on that? I don't know that I've I've found my place in, myself in a place where I'm like I definitely like Lowlands more than Highlands or vice versa. Yeah, I think I've got some brands that I really like. I've got some agave that I really like. I typically like agave that are grown at high elevation, like um, Tobala and Tepesate. Yeah. So I don't know what that means as far as my like overall. Um, That's a good point. That is like plant for plant, like. If it's lowland versus highland, I prefer lowland. But like a lot of the plants that we like, like Tobala, are, are specifically highland. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. those are only grown at high elevation. Yeah. So this is the mountainous region, uh, specifically the municipality of uh, Via Madero, the home to the Perez Escot family, and Desteladoro, El Desteladora, Las Ascuenas. I am butchering this because I did not take any Spanish yet. Clearly, <laughs> yet I know. Um, so they've been traditionally crafting mezcal on the same property since 1910, which seems like a long time. I feel like a lot of brands we're talking about are relatively recent, like some that we love, like Cinco Sentidos, like recently created using traditions well before the brand was founded. Although I do feel like there's a lot of people who've been making mezcal in Mexico for a really long time. Like, oh like my gosh, yeah. A lot of the brand, like tequila too, where it's like, hey, they've been doing it for 150 years. But a lot or of before them, that, like pre-colonial, yeah. Yeah, but like there, I think there are brands that come in and then they, they basically partner with some of the locals who have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah. Like, so they're on their fourth generation right now, Mezcaleros. Um, uh, Isidro Perez Escat. Is training his son Amador at the moment, and uh, so this is what I had mentioned. What I started with was that uh, Mishawaka or Mishawakan. Lauren says uh, Mishawaka, but I'm seeing it. So uh, Mishawakan is one of eight or nine states. I think it's actually nine states now that um, have the denomination de origen necessary to produce and distribute mezcal in Mexico and other parts of the world. What I love about that is you guys know that I'm a stickler for uh, when you can call bourbon bourbon. And if you put stuff into it, you shouldn't be able to call it bourbon. And it has to be from the USA by agreements to uh, call it bourbon. And the same is true for mezcal. But you cannot make mezcal just anywhere in Mexico. There are only uh, about nine states, and this is one of them. So super excited to try this. I don't know that I've had something from this region, from this state, uh, of Michoacan. So have you guys, do you, any thoughts? So I have tried a few Lalunas yeah. in, in my day and uh, I've been a big fan. I have not tried most of what we're trying today though. So I'm very excited to. I think I've only tried go. the Cupriata. Oh yeah. So yeah, we have four expressions to try from them today. We're going to get into that, but first 
Let's hear a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Guys, so in front of us, we've got the Espana... Oh, excuse me. Espadinicio. Uh, I, am no, I saying that right? What do you think? No, I'm jumping in. Um, yeah, yeah. Es, Espadinicio. Espadinicio. Yeah, absolutely, right? That makes sense. So, yeah. It's Espadinicio. Plus C-I-L-L-O yeah. at the and, end of Espadin. And, and Double is, L's are a yeah. And, yeah. The, and this is thought to be a <laughs> sub-varietal of Espadin. Yeah. Um, I've also... I've had a Espadinicia, I thought, so... It might be something related to the plant's gender. We're not sure. Um, this is where the Chai Spirits guys are really in their art form, not their science form. Um, this is, but we do know this, that the agave is from uh, Michoacan, um, and it's about 7 to 10 years old before harvesting. So that is consistent with uh, espadine. It's about eight years old. I believe the cook time in this is 120 hours. The rest time post-cooking, 48 hours, and the fermentation time, 240 hours. Keep track back home. That's, yeah, a lot of hours. But also, um, what do you guys, I, we're, we're sniffing. We're, we're getting a little sniff on there. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what are you guys picking up on? It smells like about 90 proof. <laughs> it is 90 proof, and it is about $60. Does it smell like $60? <laughs> um, it's a little, uh, you know, on the smokier side, yeah. for sure. Very right. much like campfire. Yeah, it's smokier side. Smells like it's a... About seven to ten years old. <laughs> it's um, it's a. I feel, I feel like I've got a marshmallow on a stick, and I'm just like got it over a fire right now. Yeah, this this is a very cozy nose. All but jokes aside, this um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, sometimes mezcals can blow you away with a lot of smoke. This is like a real light, like wood fire, like a yeah, it's light. It's almost like a a good like hard wood fire versus like a pine or something. I mean, I I'm kind of like being facetious here. But at the same time, it's like it's not like there's a bunch of leaves causing more smoke. It's just um, this is hardwood. I got it. Yeah. I, I do have a note of like this is also like smoked, but like bacon. Oh yeah, I could go for some bacon actually. A little bit of bacon there. Yeah. yeah. Oh totally. Yeah. Ooh, the palate is different than I was expecting. Okay. Ooh. Parker's got me interested. There's a lot happening there. Woo, man. You know, it's not as smoky on the palate. Or I mean, what are you guys picking up on? Yeah, not as John hit it on the head. Not as smoky as all on the nose. All I could smell was smoke. Yeah, you would have thought that it was going to be more smoky. It's got like a savoriness to it. It does have a savoriness. It's, this may sound strange, but like, like I get a little bit of like caramelized onions. I love that. You know, it's it's that. there for me. I can see that. It's an interesting tasting note. It is very savory, um, savory and smoky. Andrea, anything in particular you're picking up on? Do you like it? I like it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Do me a favor. Don't say anything else. (laughs) Honestly, so I'm kind of, I I know where Andrea is at right now. I feel like I'm not nearly as good at picking out uh, tasting notes on Mezcal as I am on other spirits. So I'm like looking around this tequila tasting wheel, which is already imperfect for what we're doing here. Which is hilarious, yeah. this tasting wheel, by <laughs> uh, the way. Yeah, we bring this up Wait, every yeah. time. Wait, we... what do you find funny about it? What's your favorite part of this tasting wheel? Sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sweaty drinking this. It's, so This is a very elaborate tasting wheel. Yeah. Um, two also, that... wet wool slash wet dog. I thought the mm-hmm. wet cardboard was really what was going to bring you in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to use two of the things on here that I kind of do get is... Um, Soy sauce and burnt match. Love soy sauce. Yeah. I like That's, the burnt match. This is not a note, but this has some chew to it. 
Mm-hmm. Like there, mm-hmm. there's some substance here. Actually, I do want to correct something. We said this was 90 proof, but actually the bottle, this particular bottle is 97.02 proof. Okay. The, yeah. So that's probably where we're getting that chew from, Daniel. Well, I, was yeah. go, I was going off the website and we had a different bottle than the one. Yeah. Yeah. No, for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this, this does remind me of an Espadine uh, with CO. Yeah. And, and really key takeaway for me is like with Mezcal's, the, the difference between the nose and the palate is shocking. Now, now John, <laughs> I don't want to waste any of that. Um, so do you think the fact this was um, the agave has grown at over 2,000 meters of elevation and that um, they cultivate it under moonlight is making a big difference. I think the moonlight really does. Uh, yeah, you can taste the moon. <laughs> and now is it a new moon, full moon? I'm oh, it's, 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 it's a full moon because gibbous. when when the the werewolves are at like full werewolf power, yeah. they can cultivate agave see. ten at, times faster than. It, I was about to say you'd at be a surprised that mere mortals. No, I mean they're incredibly strong and fast. Sure. I mean, they, uh, if you've never had to go against a werewolf mescalero, it's probably better for you. Well, yeah. What you'll know is most. Um, Mezcaleros like who owned a distillery, they um they usually carry with them a gun with silver bullets. Mm. Yeah. Um because most of their staff is werewolves. Very interesting. Um I will say this, um, in all seriousness, <laughs> those werewolves can really put together a really awesome because um something that I picked up late on this is like a little green pepper, a little more green pepper than I knew normally get with an espadine. I like that and I feel like it but it took me until later. Uh it took me until like this most recent sip yeah. that I just took. Um, kind of in the middle of the tongue, not at the front, not at the back. Like yeah. it's just kind of like as it goes through, it comes, it it's came out. On, it's like part of the ride. On my third sip here, I, I would say more. I'm getting maybe full on jalap, jalapeno. I, I was, I'm, I'm going to lean into Parker here. He spoke first, but he's right. Like I, I get a little <laughs> bit of jalapeno here. <laughs> Hold on. You guys are killing Hold on. Me. I do. Don't talk shit about our tasting notes. I mean, <laughs> jalapeno's here. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. So I, which is really cool, and I wonder if that is part of the fact that it is um, an altitude that I believe is a little bit more than the Espadines that we're normally drinking. Um, it's definitely closer to some of the highland, uh, wild-grown agaves that we really enjoy. So the Espadin, Espadine CO. Pretty good, though. Overall, like, just, I liked it. It's, it but it's different. It's different than really anything else I've had. In a while. Very enjoyable. Yeah. I like that quite a bit. All right. So we're going to try next uh, the Cuprieta. So this actually is part of a three-pack, uh, three-bottle variety pack. Uh, Cuprieta tequila, uh, Tequilana. Is that? I've always wondered how to say that. Tequilana, perhaps? It's, it's, it's like tequila. Yeah. It's literally because re- you know why that is, John. Is it the Blue Weber? Yes. Okay. Yes. Same one, right? Same. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love that they don't call it uh, tequila, and I bet it's not going to taste like that. The lo- the last one we're going to try is the ensemble, so I'm very excited about this. Uh, but it's the en- of ensemble of those two. So it's That's the Cupriata, right. we have the tequilana, and then we have the ensemble, which is just a mix of those two. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. It's not, it's not a perfect mix. We'll talk more about that later. Sure. But I just want to like tease you up so, so you know what's coming. Got it. This we is get them th- independently, and then we get a marriage of right. them later. That's right. right. And that was Parker's doing. Yeah, and my hope is we can... Um, um, from the ensemble, tell, hey, what 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 of the Cooper? How do we get in one of the 
Typically, I don't want to getting. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, they, we'll find some like weird are, notes from between are, the two of them. Who yeah. wears the pants in the marriage, right? That's yeah, right. <laughs> I will say this. So, this is what's cool about Mezcal. If you've been listening, you've heard us talk about this before, but I just want to bring this out there um, because it's probably not been said um, today. That what makes mezcal really cool is that the uh, agave plant, the maguey, is what changes from bottle to bottle, spirit to spirit. Um, so we are trying the cuprieta, which is a different uh, agave. And for this one, it takes about 8 to 10 years to uh, mature before you want to harvest it to get really the, that peak flavor. The pinas are fire roasted in a stone-lined hor- uh, horno using a state-sourced white oak. And the cooked agave is milled by hand, naturally fermented in open-air wooden vats before being double distilled in a copper and pinewood uh, Tarascan still. I don't know Tarascan stills. Uh, I don't either. Um, but that was a direct so quote I, from the yeah, web. I do feel confident that if it seems like with Mezcal, there's a lot more unique different types of things like that that go into the process. Well, I've heard of like, sure. yeah, copper stills. And I've heard of like even um, like clay uh, oh, yeah, being clay used. Pots. Yeah. But uh, the Pinewood Tarascan is very interesting. Now, let me just double check this is actually the right proof yeah, just that I wrote check. on here. Yeah, um, that. Um, it's close. 92 proof, this particular one. All right. I think, so, I, I think I had 98 on here. But yeah, so okay. it's close enough. Yeah, these are okay, about so the same. But, but, but batch to batch, they're, you know, they're individual thing, I suppose. Nose for me. This is going to sound crazy, but work with me here. Don't say go-gurt. I've got one too, but you go first. Don't say fucking go-gurt. This is going to be super crazy, but I get a little bit of like Flintstone vitamins and hot sauce. Yeah. I get the Flintstone vitamins. I don't know if I get the hot sauce. I was, and, and maybe the hot sauce comes from like the burn of the ethanol, but like I get a little bit of spice on the nose. And so I'm just going to lean into hot sauce. Yeah. I've got like... I see where you you interpreted. I think you interpreted that sweet smell a little differently than me. But I was actually thinking of it as like pear or like green apple. Pear is killer. Yeah. No, you're right. Now that you say it, it's yeah. I, I understand I'm where you, you. I understand where you are at too as well. It honestly smells a little bit like a fig to me. A little bit too. Fig's good. Yeah. Kind of a slow berry is what I'm getting on it. I know. I was thinking that. I was like, God, this is this slow gin. Yeah. See, we learn from episode to episode, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think the message here, I, I do think that the nose is changing. As it sits in the glass, like it's, it's changed a lot. I me. agree. Now I'm getting like berries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, how different is this from the Espadencio? World. Incredibly. Um, right. I'm getting a hint of sauerkraut on the nose. Whoa. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and maybe I'm just excited to go to Oktoberfest. I don't know. I yeah, think you yeah. are, but. Uh, you're projecting, but that's and, fine. We love it. Sauerkraut, but, uh, that's a weird flex, Parker, but. I think sure. I've got like blueberry on it now. Oh my God, yes. Jenny. Yes, 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 yes. Andrea, anything on your end? Don't feel like you have to add anything. Just stop it. Blueberry I, is yeah. here. This yes. nose is evolving because I did not get that pear, blueberry. Pear and right blueberry now. are my things. Honestly, this is it. one of the most interesting Cupriata noses that I've smelled. Yeah, Jenny just hit me with a right and left hook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John, John, give me your top <laughs> 10 Cupriata noses. <laughs> well, so um, pap- Papalote and Cupriata are the same. Uh, it's... So when you talk about maguey versus agave, we're using this different words for the same plant. Those are just language, different languages for the same yeah, word. Yeah, right. So uh, I think one of my favorites is Cinco Sentidos. I have three different versions of that. One is roasted for four days, one is six, and one is eight. I like the four day the And best. weirdly, you did not draft any of them in our spirits competition. I did underestimate no. how quickly you would pick that. I saw the Cinco Sentidos on the draft, and I wrongly supposed that it was in John's camp. 
But here's the thing. Parker knows that brand only so well to pick up a bottle that I haven't even opened yet. So I know he hasn't picked the best of those bottles. And, and so for the crowd's orientation here, I, I am a, like in the Mezcal realm because of John. And like tertiarily through Cinco Sentidos. That was the one he's leaned into and what a fantastic brand that is. Who so, do you, Who do you think got John into Mezcal? Now, <laughs> that, that, that piece, I, I, I don't know. John, I am your father. <laughs> so I guess I'm... It's part, a very I'm circle... Grand, I'm grandchild. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Circular world. Circular world. Um, the but Ky- anyway... The Kylo Ren to my Darth Vader. I am. So, <laughs> Did anybody take a taste of this? So yet? we've walked a long distance from smelling this Cuprieta. Let's try it. Let's go. Um, so I did taste it, and I think that blueberry travels right to the palate. You're absolutely right, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Ginny has nailed this drink down. I mean, both from a nose and palate perspective, just killer notes. Yep. Thank blueberry, you. I feel away. honestly like I feel very good about this because I usually do not nail mezcal notes. I'm much better at brown spirits when it yep. comes to this. Yeah, I'm You've getting major know. blueberry kashi cereal vibes. Oh, and you would know Ooh. that. Cereal vibe. Yeah. She's I a like big that kashi. color. Nice. I thought John was messing with me earlier, but that um, that yogurt note, blueberry yogurt. I know. No. Is, uh, is what I'm getting. I know. I was I have some in now. the fridge, actually, if you want to. Maybe that's what I'm selling. Do yeah. a side by side. No, it is. It is totally like blueberry yogurt. <laughs> and I'm not hating it. It is really interesting. But it makes I sense. I like mezcal with my yogurt. It's open air fermented, guys. So that makes sense. Like there's a lot of wild yeasts that are like finding their way into this in a way that you may not see with other stuff. What is this, Jamaican rum? I know. I almost have like some light vanilla on this. Like my delicious oh, yeah. Jamaican rum that you stole from me in our draft? It's not about what you give. It's about what you take from other people. Right. And, and not to go corporate speak here, but I have no further value add to this. Like you all have killed the notes. There is... No white space left. No no white space left. Daniel's just we'll here. We'll circle back with you later <laughs> to yeah, follow like, up, though. I, I'm just here to just, drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I may circle back with you all, and we can huddle up on my notes, but no. Yeah, we'll have a slide deck when you're ready. Right. <laughs> You say deck? I don't even know. Okay. Me too. You do say deck. Just a deck. No, okay. It's still yeah. valid. <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> I'm not in the corporate world. I'm enjoying the synergy that's happening. Yeah. yeah um, very, very synergistic. Synergy. Um, yeah. Looking for buy-in on my notes. I got to say, yeah, I have thoughts on this. I can't wait to share at the end. I just figured out something that I want to add to our, our soundboard. And it's the, the presentation that Liz Lemon made to Jack Donaghy. It's like deal mechanics, jargon, Synergy. Synergy. There's like three other things. She. That's all she said. Though. The greatest presentation I've ever seen. <laughs> that's the greatest so. presentation I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just like all of this no. buzzwords. Every, yeah. Every, yeah, every, yeah. Everyone knows the best scene in that show, which I love. That show. I got you into that show. Yeah, I love it. Is when uh, Liz goes into Jack's office and he's wearing a tuxedo, and he's like, "Are you wearing a tuxedo?" And he's like, "It's after six, Lemon. What am I, a farmer?" <laughs> <laughs> that is a great line. Mm-hmm. That's like early in the um, series yeah, too. That or when he, uh, he he steals from his ex-wife the Arby's franchise. Oh yeah. Own. Oh, John, damn it, Johnny! You know I love my big beef and cheddar. <laughs> All right, so we're everybody moving. watch Thirty Rock. Yeah. <laughs> so we are sponsored by NBC. Uh, 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 you know what? I have, I love my Peacock subscription. I don't know about you guys. Peacock <laughs> is a great platform. Yeah. I've I've canceled or, all my other streaming services. Or if you services. watch Thirty Rock, it's owned by Cable Town. In which case, Cable <laughs> Town. <laughs> Anyways, right. so we've got next to try the uh, Tequilana or 
uh, might be saying that wrong, to be honest, but Tequilana. Tequilana. God damn it, Everybody, John. I know, I know. This is honestly one that this is a maguey or agave that I'm not as uh, familiar with. I've had it a couple times. Um, well, can I tell you about this particular batch? Yeah, tell me about that, Parker. So this was eight tons, four of which were regular size Blue Weber, and four were uh, a Criollo Blue Weber, all what? farmed and, cult- and cultivated in uh, Inda Paparero. Papapera? Wow. I, I'm pronouncing that terrible. I mean, but you say it with such uh, authority. Con- conviction. That, yeah. yeah. Conviction. Yeah. Own it. So yeah. the big thing about this is Criollo, they're small heirloom agave. Um, they have more sugar and flavor than their bigger counterparts. So like bl- the Blue Weber is like split in this way. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Which is why this is not a tequila. This is a mezcal. Oh, I see. Wait, because they it's, could not do that like sub-variant of Blue Weber? Correct. Like you got to be Blue Weber. It's a clone. It's, uh, you know, we're just... The fact that this is not a perfect clone, they're like, get rid of it mm-hmm. for tequila purposes. But for agave or mezcal, they're like, we'll accept you. And then it's the same cook time and rest I'll time and all the stuff we talked about earlier with the other ones. The, they, okay, 120 hours? Okay. Yeah. So I don't, know, I don't know what that well, matters. Well, the reason why, so 120 hours of cooking is interesting because uh, if my math is right, uh, four, uh, 24 hours in a day, is that right? That is right, John. On this planet, yes. Okay. Welcome so, to adulthood. Right. Yeah. So uh, 24, 48, what's after? Where, where are we getting at with 120 hours? That's a... Uh, Many days. Many days. Multiple seasons of 24. Less than a week. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but that's what I'm always wondering about because that will tell you about how smoky it's going to be, I think, generally speaking. Yeah. And this particular one, uh, where did the bottle go? The proof is 97.02. Nice. So every batch is a little bit different. That's why it's handwritten on there. Mm-hmm. So like, I was getting some proofs off of their website, which is a ba- a not the same batch that we have in this one. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Look, I'm just going to jump in with the nose here. I <laughs> Tell us, he, dude. He wants to get it in oh before anybody I else am. says anything. I, we always want to get it in before. Let me stop you and give you my note real quick. Hold on. Uh, no, go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. flexed on me with the last one. This I, is... I get a very prominent note, though. I want to see if it's the same. Don't say go again. It, 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 I mean, this is low-hanging fruit. Not really. It's low-hanging vegetable because this is very... Vegetal. Yes. I, I get yeah. a lot of asparagus. Absolutely. Green pepper. choke. Like it's there. Green pepper. Mm-hmm. That was brought up earlier. I do wonder though, if you like swirl it and like let it sit for a minute, if it's going to get a little bit more. Yeah. The last yeah, one. Yeah. I think it kind change. of smells like a pickle tray. Oh, that's you know, right. Love that. Wow. I love actually, the nuance there. Pickle wow. tray. This, this. I like pickle. I was looking at the green olive on here and I was like, that's not exactly right, but it was something in that realm. But like pickle is Green good. olives there. This is almost. Tepesate-ish yeah. on the nose for We me. all know Daniel, big fan of tepesate. I am a big fan of tepesate. Parker, how many tepesate did you... Uh, I think, is there some tepesate in that ensemble of yours I took? I don't... Mm, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> There's four plants. Now, this smells really awesome. Very approachable. Approachable. Well, I think... I mean, as far as like... It's not too smoky. It's super complex. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this. Yeah. Did anybody taste it yet? I just, I just, I have it's, tasted it. I just want to say, I, it's, I, I am. Nose is on brand. Yeah, it's everywhere from palette. creamy, creamy to vegetal, and I think that's very cool. I want to echo my um, note on the nose of green olive to the palate because I do get a little bit of that type of note on there. It's minimal. Hint of brininess to it. Yeah. It it has the brininess and this is leaning into Andrea. Me, I hate olives just as a human being and I like the palate on this. I'm not sure I buy into olive but I do get the pickle from from Andrea. Yeah, I get the pickle. Maybe like a a bite out of a green bell pepper. Yeah. A little bit. I don't get the bell pepper as much on this one. But like I get something in that green realm. 
Um, yeah, clear, clearly vegetal. Yeah. yeah, you know. Andrea, any thoughts? Love yeah, it. I agree. It, it tastes like it smells. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm getting a big pine salt note. Not loving it, but you know, that's just everything. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say eucalyptus, not pine salt, but I. Eucalyptus. Yeah. Okay. Eucalyptus is one of my favorite notes on gin, actually. Um, when it pops up, I have I don't know that I've ever you're you called, know what I don't know if I've ever called that one out for mezcal. Yeah. yeah. I'm just not sure if I'm ready for four syllable tasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just triple word score. I'm not here. For that. <laughs> I guess we're playing Scrabble. <laughs> yeah, I finally looked at the section of the tasting wheel here. Um, cut green beans does kind of yeah yes feel like it's in the realm here. I subscribe to that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, just vegetable all getting, the way. Na mm. Name your vegetable. Yeah, it's here. But I'm getting like also a hint of sweetness. That's that lemon kind of maybe maybe, maybe like yeah. a little bit of honey even. Yeah, like like a weirdly like weirdly like a honeyed green bean. Like when <laughs> you know, Parker, it's interesting. Like I feel like I'm supposed to get sweetness because it's you know a liquor. Like it's supposed to be there. Mm. Not very sweet. Not very sweet for me. I don't know. I'm just. Getting, okay. I'm getting a hint of something. It's like it's, it's a vegetable, but like in, encased in something else. Ooh, ooh! Something just happened. Um, maybe chocolate. Chocolate's interesting. I just found chocolate in that last sip. I don't know. I don't know. Guys, Jenny is dialed in. Yeah, like, she's, <laughs> she is, Everything's changing. This is Jenny's she bottle. Is just. <laughs> Everybody doesn't 400 have to, IQ right now. Also, everybody doesn't have to agree with my tasting notes. Well, no, honestly, too, like people are sensitive to different things. Exactly. We know? all have different palates. Yeah. It's just, no, I, well, have I have feelings, John. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I mean, no, I think that. way chocolate for me. I'm, w I'm with Jenny. Did you find I, it? I did. I find it's like I, it, on it took multiple sips to find it. I'm there. I'm thinking more nougat than chocolate. Oh, yeah. Which I can see that. Three Musketeers fan. I get it. I love yeah, Three Musketeers. I, I, I am, though. I would love a Three Musketeers I'll, bar. You and maybe two other people. I could, have, <laughs> I could have 500 Three Musketeers because they're so bingeable. Uh, like, why don't you get a Milky Way? Also uh, have the caramel. As I, a child, I, I, I get I like what you're Milky Way, and then I turned into an adult and started eating Snickers. You know? Oh, well, yeah. That's because you're working out. First you know? off, like, the, if we're Kit Kat. What are we doing? Okay, well, yeah. that's why. Okay, we're done can, now. All right. <laughs> what, what do you guys? You can't you can drop the mic? With what do you guys? You guys don't even are pretty pretty fucking yeah, sweet. That's that's child candy. So, uh, so, so Daniel hates Kit Kats. Let's uh, what's explore a, that a little what's bit. What's adult candy, John? It's almond joy. Gross! No. no, stop it! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I'm Get telling out. you, almond joy. Nobody yeah, eats those. This you is know why what? I get, this is why I get you fucking marzipan for Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like coconut, right. folks. You know where coconut comes from? All the places you want to be in wintertime. John, where do Reese's animal crackers fall in the child adult Ooh. spectrum? No, animal well, crackers are actually the wait, animal Reese's crackers. Animal Reese's animal crackers. crackers yeah, Costco. we can't this buy is, them anymore from Costco. Yeah, this is not something that I knew existed. It's not allowed in Costco anymore. That's why they can't. No, I can't buy those anymore because I eat them like a child. <laughs> there are many things you can't buy from Costco. Yeah, the public animal crackers are one. The uh, we're, we're a, coming up a on human. Can't buy <laughs> yeah, you, human. No, you can buy some of these things. You should not I'm buy these things. I'm just saying you should not buy them. Yeah. The, the peppermint, like white chocolate covered pretzels, cannot buy. Those. No, yeah, yeah. Those, do not, do not, do not. Those do evaporate not do yeah. in 48 hours. The problem is they should come in like smaller like packages, which wastes a lot of packaging. But like with that big package, you don't even know how much you're consuming. I'm just mean, like. I, I feel like I know, but it's it's not a regrettable. It's not the amount that a human <laughs> should consume. It's maybe the amount that like a you know animal 
that's doing work all day she consumes. Some sort of alien that can yeah. consume that easier? I don't know. Yeah. All right. So this is our final uh, agave to try here. Again, this is the ensemble of the Cupriata and the Tequilana. 70% Cupriata, 30% Tequilana, which I'm very excited about because... Now, John, let me ask you. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What WWE tag team does this remind you of? Oh, good question. So it's not it's not a very even matched tag team. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's no like you know. I, I know what my answer is. Okay, okay. Okay. I think Daniel has one too. He's like, Okay, yeah, yeah, right. one here, yeah, one here. Okay, also Andrea, I can see she's responding really big on this one too. Okay. So <laughs> right. uh, let's start with the, I'm gonna let you guys go. Yeah. And if someone steals mine, yeah. I'm gonna react really poorly, but yeah. that's fine. I know Andrea's uh, gonna g- say Ric Flair for sure. Go, go go ahead, uh Daniel. What do you got here? Oh I'm I'm gonna lead in now to I I wanna like set the stage a tag team that has existed yes or i yes. make my own oh i, I, yeah, I think a, 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 a tag team of the past i can't even Ooh. remember who was on tag teams together yeah I, I that's not the answer i wanted to hear because i i'm <laughs> but, not but, sure but i know I'll, one that existed I'll, I'll, I'll tell you you can get that like what if you got one you want to if i want to drum one up okay so i'm gonna lean into like a, a wwe tag team i would I mean, say razor ramon and stone cold this is where i'm at with this one Okay, okay. Who's 70 years 30? I would assume Stone Cold. Okay, wait. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to, before you answer, Parker, um, answer it because you did ask me, uh, and I feel like that's fair because maybe you've got this. I feel like it's, and I I don't know if this is a historical tag team, but I feel like The Undertaker is a part of this. Yes. that's uh, He's the 70% and the 30% is, uh, oh, God, who's small? I mean, mankind kind of small. Mankind is just like too crazy. Uh, I think it was Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio <laughs> Jr. Maybe, yeah. From two different eras. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, like the Undertaker was there forever. Uh, the Man of a Thousand Holds, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Oh. I was more of a WCW fan myself, but I know they were kind of the offshoot. You know, they were offshoot. Uh, Undertaker. WCW was important for competition, though, in terms of like, you know, you need competition to make these wrestling leagues strong. I mean, I, I watched a lot of wrestling during the heyday of the the competition between the two. Yeah, which was just great. That was it was it was fun. I mean, listen, Hulk Hogan going to the NWO was like one of the craziest shit that ever happened. Oh, it was in insane. Yeah, and then what about the 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 Red New World Order? What was that all about? The Wolfpack. All right, I'm going to throw mine out before you accidentally ruin mine. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, and this was an actual tag team that I think fits this perfectly that were former tag team champions of the world. The Rock and Sock Connection. Rock and of, Sock. Of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and Mankind. Oh, man. Because he and Mr. Socko. And uh, that, that was an actual tag team that happened. I'm going to say The Rock is the Cuprieta. I mean, kind of the Rock was the 70%. <laughs> And it was, I forget why that happened in the story, like, but like The Rock was like reluctantly forced to be tag team partners with Mick Foley. And then they won the title. I just love it. I could see his face right now. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. John's nailing it. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's get on to sniffing this. Oh, yeah. Right. We're drinking mezcal. I forgot. Uh, yeah. I thought we, this was, is this not a WWE from the 90s podcast? Uh, well, it's a little bit. <laughs> Any given time. All right. What now, we... The nose in this is pretty even keel. It is. I got even some. Kill. I got a, some light honey. Yeah, it's sweeter. It's uh, it's, it's bright. Yeah, fruity, bright, sweet. I get bright. All things. Love that. I like the blueberry from earlier. Yeah, I think we're back to the cupriata. Maybe a light lemon. Which which was for me Good the God tequilana. Lemon. The tequilana was all lemon for me in a harsh way. I get a little more spice in the palate. I just tried it. Yeah. 
Okay, let's get him on this then. Hint of spice there. Ooh, yeah, spice. Woo, spice is there. Look, I'm so here we yeah. are in September. A lot of baking spice. I'm, I'm, man, that Tikulana, uh, that thirty percent that uh, lemon is driving that train. It's like a blueberry lemon. And it is. Uh, I love blueberry lemon together too. Yeah, like that's a very lovely like, combination. Hey, would yeah. you like blueberry lemon pancakes? Yes, who wouldn't? Every everybody would love that. Mm -hmm. You know. No, th this is great flavor. This honestly doesn't taste to me like a uh, a mezcal. It tastes a little bit more like a tequila yeah, to me. It's wild. Just a little bit. I don't so, know if we said this. So, so, John, I'm interested to hear. Yeah. I'm going to dissect your comment. You say it doesn't taste like a mezcal. Why? Um, because it tastes um, almost like a liqueur. Like it tastes almost like... Um, Something that you've like put a bunch of stuff into. It doesn't taste smoky at all. It doesn't have any vegetal note to me. Yeah. It tastes more like berry. It almost tastes like a brandy in a way. I'm with you. Yeah. Like the, the first. The, the I'm first not saying 100%, but I'm saying that like predominant, like predominant. Yeah. Like, I still think it tastes like a mezcal. It, it, it does. But I feel like I know what John's saying. Like that, uh, the Espiadencio, very smoky. We were all sitting around here being like, oh, it's campfire, yada, yada. And then we get into the, the Cuprieta and we're talking about, oh, this is very green pepper, jalapeno, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and like blueberry. Now, now we move into the ensemble and it's just, wait, like it, those flavors that we were expecting to see together aren't really there. Like, yeah, yeah my, no. my initial reaction was a bit uh, probably of a hyperbole to say that it didn't taste like a mezcal, but it is definitely, um, it tastes a little mass-produced almost in a way. It tastes like a little bit like, almost like um, sweet in like a way that I'm not used to mezcal being. It, I did want to point this out. I don't know that we mentioned this, but it's 97.02 proof. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I think that drinks really well for that, but I also at the same time think um, I really like the Cuprieta from La Luna, and I, I, I'll i be honest with you, that Tequilana really hits me, that lemon is like really off-putting, and uh, the fact that there's even 30% of that in here, I feel like it takes it over. So Interesting. Yeah. L last question I have for you, John, because I'm interested by this. I'm, I'm going to probe you further. Since this is a place, like, yeah. would you say this is... Like somebody new to the spirit, is this a glass that you would sit in front of them, or would you go into one of the other three that we've tried? Yeah, I honestly thought that Cuprieta was uh, very much for somebody like you get there that in front of somebody who's new to the spirit. Um, but Got it. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to think what to hear what you guys think. Sure. I do not think that this tastes like it's mass pro produced at all. I. Uh, I mean, I do see how it's a little bit different, but I, I still do get some bell pepper on this. I do get some of the notes that I think that maybe you aren't as used to having on a mezcal, and maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> um, but I get a little bit of that eucalyptus note from earlier, a little bit of lemon, but I do get some of those vegetal notes too. So I don't know. I don't. I I did not view it that way. I I think that when um. Perez Escott's son, Amador, comes into his own. He's going to come find you. I know, yeah. And, and he will kill you. Yeah, no, I'm uh, going to cut you down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I kind of dig this. I disagree with your take wholeheartedly. Fine. 
in your in your draft was terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is yeah. This is why it's important for us all to disagree. Yeah. 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 We're waiting for that to come out the whole time. Now, I get it's a little bit spicy as we said. I do, I don't get like added sugar or anything like that. Or, no, or, I'm not saying they're adding sugar or, or any kind of like you know mass produced whatever. I uh, I think it's an interesting combination of the two things. Mm-hmm. I do agree that despite it only being thirty percent, that that the Kubliana does shine through. But I see this in rum a lot when they do blends. There's a great rum that I like that's like twenty percent Jamaican, eighty mm-hmm. percent like Martinique. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't always blend how you think and, it's and going it's like, to. Well, yeah, the, the, the Jamaica shines through even though it's only twenty percent. Of course, yeah, yeah, as you would expect if you're in rum, like, it's like oh yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah, so yeah, that definitely shines through more. I just didn't. I wasn't as off put by it in the first place as you were. Yeah, I think that's really difference is that like yeah, um, and it's definitely kind of spicy, which I wasn't expecting. I would have thought this would be more mellow because it's a blend. Yeah, I think I'm very sensitive to the uh, lemon that I'm picking up on the tequilana, and I think that is in part why I find it to be kind of cloying, like a really like in a way that I'm not used to ensembles being. A lot of ensembles, especially if they have a little espadine thrown in, are kind of uh, a mix of this like smokiness and I get what you're saying Jenny there's like a little bit of like green pepper in, in that but it, for me the green pepper is so far back in like all the tasting notes and for like my palate the lemon is so overpowering but it's just you know that's why taste is so subjective it it is and I think my note with respect to ensembles in particular because it seems like ensembles are very popular with this spirit and for me I just I feel like I don't really care for them that much. I'd like to change my draft pick. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I feel you like guys I, were both I here like, for that comment. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like the isolation of the spirits. This, I, I, I just, I struggle to find what I'm supposed to taste. And like, it's just one of those things purist. that it's, it's not a perfect science. It's like, yes, we're going to mix this much of this and this much well, of this. You, know, right. you guys know how ensembles usually get formed. It's because when you harvest at high altitude, like wildly, you, you can't guarantee you're going to get a certain number of like uh, plants. So sure. you maybe you have a bunch of like tobola, but you're like, ah, we don't really have enough to just make like a whole batch of tobola. So we got to sure. throw in some espadine, right? So that's often how an ensemble gets made. I don't think that that's what's true for this just because this seems like like their cupriata and tequilana are like pre-planned like as part of like a mix. And, and look, John, that's fair. And, and my sample size for ensembles is maybe three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm just not well versed in it, but my experience is they 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 tend to perform a little below the I got, an, I got a mixed stack. I got an ensemble that I think you're going to love. It's yeah, a Pizzora. I'm open to yeah. it. And, and, and There's I'm, a Netta ensemble I think you're yeah. also going to love. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> one I know that he's I think, Parker's a big fan of, and it's a bottle that told to you. But like that, that for me, was the one that was like an so, underperformer relative to some of the other Nettas. Can I ask you a question, Daniel? So when, when did you start getting into Mezcal? Like how? Ooh, that's a good question. So I, I got into it, I mean, if, to put a timestamp on it, maybe three months ago. And it was like a hype. Oh, it's between, more than that, I thought. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, Six to three. I'm just like making shit up. But it's like <laughs> it's like John and Parker we were like, hey, you might like the spirit. But it was this year is what it was. Yeah, like, that's it, the it point. It was this year. Okay. Yeah. Call yeah. it six months. Sometime within the last six months. Okay, so and so, but I'm I'm with you where like I feel like I'm still learning mezcal yes. a little bit, uh-huh. um, and trying to figure it out because 
in general, I'm kind of up for whatever. Like I'll drink pretty much anything sure. that you put in front of me. I'm willing to try anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, maybe this isn't typical of mezcals, but like for me, what I discovered today is that I enjoyed this one that I just tasted, and I've made this comment um in terms of gin, but I love eucalyptus as a gin note. Sure. And I've found that on two of the the mezcals today, uh-huh. which I haven't found that note on mezcals before. And I feel like, I don't know if it's just something that it's like, oh, like, I just don't know mezcal that well yet. I don't think that's it. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like, I just happen to like these two. I don't know. I think it's a taste sensitivity thing. I think that you're uh, picking up on something that's really cool and that's available there. And like, more power to you. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And like, I think the point there is like, I may not be sophisticated enough to like hang the balance between like an ensemble. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What you like is what you like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm like my journey with mezcal is like, I'm still trying to identify what each like, oh, when I drink a tepasate, I'm going to expect this. If I drink a tobo, no, I'm, I'm going to expect this. 100%. Oh, an ensemble, like they're blending this. That's going to like have a shock value to me. Mm-hmm. Like as a drinker, yeah. it's newer to the spirit that I I just don't quite know how to process quite yet. So I do think that like there is something to what you're saying there, Daniel, is that like the more familiar you are you you are with a taste or mm-hmm. with like something, the more that you're gonna be like, okay, I know this, I'm comfortable, I like this. Yeah. And then the ensemble gives you something that you can't be f- familiar with because it's literally created by this one particular brand, this one mescalero. Sure. And so like already we have to like kind of be open to a new taste. And so, you know, you've admitted that you're like kind of still getting into this. Mm -hmm. And I think that at one point, like you might get a little bored with just the taste of like 100% tepazate or 100% of a particular maguey. And when you get to that point, the, I think ensemble is going to offer you something that is so cool that it's this like slight variety, this slight like little cool, like foray into something different that people are kind of like looking for in much the same way that you are looking probably for now with bourbon down with it. Yeah. And look like the bourbon tie is interesting. Like I, I drink, you know, bourbon, like high corn bourbon, high rye bourbon, like the blends there, like finished stuff. Yeah. Finished stuff. Like I I'm well, well versed enough in the spirit to like discern the subtleties and, and have an appreciation for a blend. Whereas this spirit is like newer to me. And so it's like when, when you throw those isolated elements together into an ensemble, it becomes a bit muddy for me. So anyway, that to say, I'm sure that this is a drink for someone who is more sophisticated in the spirit. I, I, mean, I think that uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more now. Let's talk about our takeaways. Let's talk about a little compare contrast. Faves. Right? Yeah. Let's start with the Andrea. Andrea, your favorite one. The pickle tray one. <laughs> <laughs> was that? I think that was the te- tequilana. Oh, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or Daniel, your favorite? Oh, my favorite was the first. I love that. That was cozy. Here we are in September. Espandicio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the espiadancio. Very yeah. good. I, I I like the campfire element to it. It translated well to the palate. Very fun drink, especially this time of the year. Loved it. Very cool. Yeah. John, your favorite. Like the Cuprieta, I think that was uh, really creamy, really interesting. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. Jenny? I know I made a big stink about liking the ensemble, but the <clears throat> Cuprieta is actually my favorite. <laughs> Let's go. The, um, the, the, I did really enjoy that, yeah. don't get me wrong, um, but the the pear 
lemon blueberry thing that did it for me. Very cool. Um, I also love the Cupretta. I think that was my favorite. Uh, the Ensemble, though, I liked a lot better than some people, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Espan- the uh, the first one we tried, the Espondicio, uh, was pretty good. I feel like there's a couple other Mezcals that I would prefer um, for that price point. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the Cupretta I thought was exceptional and great stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. I will say, I think La Luna is an awesome brand. I think that they're doing really cool stuff. I love that they're in a part of Mexico that you don't like talk about a lot. Like I think a lot of Huacan stuff comes out like first. And um, so, yeah, I'm excited to try other stuff that they do. I know there's a bunch of other stuff on the shelf that we can get into. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, guys, great stuff. Thank you as always. Um, you know, um, email us your comments on Mezcal and everything else. Trispiritsguys at gmail.com. We'd like your mailbag questions. Love your mailbag questions. Um, hit us up on Instagram at TriSpiritsGuys. And the, uh, check out the website, TriSpiritsGuys.com. The merch store is a link there for your Team John, Team Parker shirts. That's right. We've got we the... got to make this happen. Yeah. It's, if it ha- I'm, I'm assuming by now it's happened. Oh, <laughs> that's for sure. You've chosen your team and you're not going to go for the other. Team Parker. Let's go. Go buy your uh, team, team Parker and Team John t-shirts. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, Who are you rooting for? The underdog or the person who's going to win? Both me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a shovel and burying John out back. But, uh, and uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much. We'll see you next time here at Tri Spirits, guys. Cheers. 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 All right. That's a fun episode.